Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about messy stuff that's occurred in the marketplace. When improprieties occur, you often see it on the balance sheet. These are accounting concepts that have pretty strict definitions according to generally accepted accounting principles. Now, I want to be clear, I'm not an accountant, and I certainly don't play an accountant on a podcast either. The balance sheet of an enterprise, assuming of course that its books and records are accurate, can tell you a lot about that enterprise. And on today's show, we're going to ask a few questions about the spectacular collapse of FTX. A lot's been written about FTX in the past week, and my goal is not to repeat what you might have been reading or extracting from the Wall Street Journal, Bloomberg, or any of a host of news outlets that have covered the story. The investigations will undoubtedly turn up numerous revelations in the coming weeks and months. One consequence that could arise from this debacle will be an entirely new regulatory regime. We've heard the White House talk about needing to regulate cryptocurrencies. What happened at FTX was not a failure of regulation. If the reports I'm reading are true, FTX committed fraud, and fraud is fraud. It's a little bit like saying funds needed more oversight because of Bernie Madoff, and companies needed more oversight because of Enron, and the U.S. dollar can't be trusted because many of these funds are denominated in U.S. dollars. Bernie Madoff conducted the largest Ponzi scheme in history with losses in the tens of billions. Bernie Madoff was not a 20-something kid. He had all of the trappings of credibility. He was chairman of the NASDAQ, and his trading firm represented, at times, up to 15% of the volume on the New York Stock Exchange on a daily basis. Well, he's not the only one. Last year, the founder and manager of a $1.7 billion mutual fund that collapsed last year was charged by federal prosecutors with securities fraud and obstruction of justice for allegedly inflating fund asset values to keep investor money flowing and then falsified the records to conceal the fraud. The Infinity Q Diversified Alpha Fund halted investor redemptions in February of 2021, roughly seven years after it was co-founded by James Velasquez, its chief investment officer. The government inquiry began, and Velasquez stepped down the mutual fund, and the associated parallel hedge fund he oversaw began liquidating. It was a rare example of a big mutual fund failure amid a roaring bull market. The collapse ensnared billionaire David Bonderman. He was the co-founder of TPG, a huge private equity firm that went public this year. The Bonderman family was a major investment in Infinity Q Capital Management, the investment firm overseen by Velasquez. Velasquez had worked for Bonderman family in the past, before he co-founded Infinity Q Capital Management. Now, I've met with the people at TPG, which used to be known as Texas Pacific Group. These are some of the most sophisticated, savvy private equity managers in the world. They're very savvy investors, and they have strong due diligence practices. Texas Pacific Group has taken companies like Hertz Rent-A-Car Private and then reissued the IPO. They dealt with Burger King and countless other major projects. And this says to me that there's very little that can protect an investor if a sponsor is intent on committing fraud, and they maintain a falsified set of books. Let's be clear. I'm not a fan of cryptocurrency as an investment vehicle. It's not a financial asset, in my opinion, in the traditional sense. And the folks at Binance clearly determined that an acquisition was out of the question in just one day, and yet it took Sequoia a lot longer, and they ultimately made an investment. So did SoftBank. The Ontario Teachers Pension Fund invested $95 million in FTX as an experiment to gain experience with crypto. In a recent interview with the fund manager from the Ontario Teachers Pension Fund, the fund manager felt that investing in an exchange would be safer 
than investing in the coins themselves, and it would give them exposure to the industry without the volatility of investing in crypto directly. I think the likelihood is high that the Ontario Teachers Pension Fund is going to lose their investment in its entirety. Then you have the case of Toronto CEO Elizabeth Holmes, who was just sentenced to a bit more than 11 years in prison for her role in the fraud at her blood testing company. You don't hear the White House saying there needs to be more oversight of blood testing equipment, and that's because blood testing was not the essential cause of the fraud. The company falsified results and misled investors. The company could have been peddling blood testing equipment, faster growing trees, cannabis, refrigerators, doesn't matter. Fraud is fraud. It has nothing to do with the underlying object that was used to conduct the fraud. These frauds will increasingly be used as a pretext for the U.S. government-backed digital dollar, where every single transaction happens under the watchful eye of government. The loss of civil liberty that results from this kind of government invasion of privacy will have profound social consequences. Do you find it acceptable that every time you hire a private limousine, order a beer at the pub, or purchase birth control at the drugstore, all of these transactions are on display and subject to government scrutiny. I think it's a massive invasion of privacy. We don't need more regulation as a result of FTX. Every time a major fraud is committed, there's this chorus of demands for more regulation, for greater government oversight. Well, we don't need laws on top of laws on top of laws. Enforcement of the laws we already have is the key. Madoff Securities was investigated at least eight times over a 16-year period by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission and other authorities. Yet somehow, they failed to catch what was a flagrant Ponzi scheme and a fraud on a massive scale. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.